Hello and thank you for joining me. This is Season with Salt. I'm your host, Dominique Bomonte, and you're listening to episode 45. One of the things that I've been praying the most about, especially in this season, is not missing the opportunity to be mentored and to be cultivated and to be um, someone who is honored with um, mentorship. I think that in a world that we live in now, people are so eager to have and to obtain and to perform that sometimes we forget the value of learning and growing through being subject to the tutelage of others. And because we are not steadfast in waiting, in learning, in being groomed for what's next, we often prematurely get positions and jobs and opportunities that we are unequipped to really navigate. And so I think it's important for us to understand the value of waiting, the value of being tenacious, the value of being loyal to the process. I think that the best example that I can think of in the Bible is the story of the prophet Elijah and his mentee, Elisha. Their relationship is not necessarily thoroughly covered in scripture, but we do know that Elisha, the mentee, makes a sacrifice by deciding to follow Elijah. We can read in 2 Kings, the second chapter, how um, Elisha um, followed and served Elijah even until his demise. And the story that we learn, the, the, the tenacity that we learn um, from a young Elisha is really important to those of us who um, would like to be anything in life, right? We learn from him the importance of being consistent, the importance of being loyal, the importance of... Um, experiencing criticism, but not giving into it. How do we learn that? The young mentee in Elisha um, is given the option of separating himself from his mentor, Elijah, who is getting ready to die. He, uh, The prophet Elijah realizes that he's going to die, and he says to his mentee, I'm not going to survive. I think you should just stay where you are. Perhaps he encouraged him to start his own life and to um, figure out what he would do next. And it was in that uh, offering that the young Elisha, the mentee, would respond to him, no, I'm not going to leave your sight. I'm going to remain loyal to you. And along the way, this journey Uh, post his decision to be loyal to his mentor, created for him a few obstacles. The first of those obstacles was the criticism of his peers who could not understand why he would decide to stick with Elijah, his mentor. In all the places, whether it be Bethel or Gilgal or Jordan, that he would go, 
those watching would say, it really doesn't make any sense that you would stick around and serve um, a man that's dying. To them, all they could see in Elijah the prophet was a man that was dying. However, to a young mentee and the person of Elijah, he's seen promise, he's seen uh, wisdom, he's seen guidance, and he thought to himself that it would be most important for him to continue to follow Elijah. Well, a time came after he experienced the criticism of his peers and after he continued to follow Elijah, that Elijah, the mentor, says to the mentee, I appreciate your loyalty and I want to know from you if there's anything that I can offer you, what might that be? And the young uh, mentee says uh, to him, I really would like to have a double portion of your influence, a double portion of your spiritual capacity, a double portion of your wisdom from God. And Elijah, the mentor, looks at him and he says, you know what? If you are around at the time for which I die, you're going to get exactly that. And I want to point out that had Elisha decided that he would leave the side of his mentor um, at the time for which his mentor was willing to free him, there would be no opportunity for him to have made this request to his mentor. So there is value, as we learn through the experience of Elisha, uh, in being loyal, in being consistent, in being present. And so uh, it, there comes a time when they approach the Jordan, a river that is impossible to cross without uh, divine intervention. And the Bible says that the mentor, Elijah, pulls out his mantle and through the power of God strikes the, the, the water and it splits in two and they travel to the other side with the company of prophets, the young critics who questioned the mentee's loyalty to his mentor. They're all the audience that God chooses um, to, to, to see what he is capable of doing as a result of loyalty and mentorship. And in the moment for which they cross to the other side of the Jordan, the Bible says that God decides to take Elijah, the mentor, and, and he is taken up into heaven right in the, in, in the eyesight of his mentee. And, and, and of course, as you can imagine, his mentee was probably distraught and devastated and unsure of what to do next because all that he knew aside from his mother and his father was the ministry and the ingenuity and the power of God that rests on the life of his mentor. He, he, he had not had many experiences where he had to operate separate from the person who groomed him and taught him and raised him. The only thing that he knew is that he wanted to be around him and he wanted to learn from him and he wanted to grow from him and he wanted the God that he that, that he seen in his mentor. And there he was, his mentor had, been, had ascended into heaven and he sat there and realized that he had gotten himself stuck on the other side of the Jordan 
and could probably not see how he would get back to the other side because it was through the power and the anointing and the, the favor of God through the life of his mentor that allowed the, 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 the mantle to be striked and for the water to separate. And he, he probably wondered, what will I do in order to get back to the other side? And there was that audience of young prophets and peers who were probably saying, ha, 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 you, you, you stayed with him all that time and now you're stuck on the other side. You don't have uh, that, that um, prophet. You don't have his influence. You don't have his uh, authority. You don't have his um, favor from God uh, to get back to the other side. And, 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 and there um, it was probably the young mentee Elisha um, thinking, and the Bible says that he picks up the rod that he seen his mentor use, and he says, the God that allowed for this rod to split this water before be present for me and come through for me. And the Bible says that the, the very God that allowed him to get to the other side of the Jordan allowed him to get to the other side. And, and, and it's beautiful because a lot of times we don't talk about the power of loyalty. We don't talk about the power of mentorship. We don't talk about what it means to, to, to be tenacious in, in our relationships with people. We don't talk about what it means to stay um, in, in, in situations that may not even seem fruitful. We, we often talk about, well, if it doesn't work, you should get out of it. You've been there too long and you haven't been able to produce anything. You know all the things that people will say to us because they cannot understand how the relationship and the mentorship is connected to our promise. Elisha the mentee realized that his promise, his anointing, the thing that he needed to continue in ministry was based on the very relationship that he he had cultivated with his mentor. And so he was unable, he was unwilling to kill that relationship just because other people thought it would be unfruitful. And so the young mentee demonstrates for us the importance of being loyal, the importance of being tenacious. Listen, there might be something in your life that doesn't make sense to you, that you're wondering, why am I still here? Why am I still in this relationship? Why am I still at this job? Why am I still stuck in this situation? Why does it thing seem that things are not moving? Why does it feel like I'm always number three or number two, but never number one? Why does it feel like I'm always stuck in the middle of the process? Why am I always the middle man? Why am I always the middle woman? I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you that there is power in sticking around. There is power in, in ensuring that you do not begin prematurely in the things that you see for your life, that you wait for the full manifestation of God's power on your life, that you are willing to be consistent, that you are willing to wait. There is so much power in the wait. There will be those who will tell you, oh, child, if I was you, I would just start my own thing, or I would stop doing that. I don't know how you do that. There will be people who will criticize your every action. They will not understand how waiting 
obedience is a part of your promise. They will not understand how sticking to something that seems um, unfruitful is a part of your promise, but it's important for you to be like the young Elisha who decides that because my promise is tied up into this individual, I will not forsake him. I will not leave him. I will not separate myself from the very thing that God has already shown me to be the, 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 the bridge that I need to go to the next level. And we cannot be afraid to be number three and number two and number four and number five if we have the, the, the vision to be on top. We have to be willing to wait. And so this young Elisha, he waits and he he's, he's loyal and he asks the right questions and he makes the right requests and he's there at the right time. He's present and God honors his presence. God honors his loyalty. God honors his stick-to-itness with the very thing that he asks. Now, after he um, takes that mantle and, and, and spreads the, the, the Jordan and crosses back over, there are those critics, those individuals who, 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 who cannot see even still, um, even after he's demonstrated that he has the same power and influence, they still cannot see the promise on young Elisha's life. And they say, why don't you let us go uh, and, and look for him to make sure that that your, your, your master, your mentee, the person, the, your mentor, the person that you love wasn't hiding somewhere. We'll go and, and, and check on it. And so after much um, uh, 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 persuasion, um, Elisha says, okay, you guys go look and make sure that Elijah wasn't hiding somewhere. And they came back and they said, we can find him anywhere. And it was through that, that they decided to put their faith and their trust in the God that passed the mantle to that young Elisha. And it's important for us to realize that even after we have made it, even after we have catapulted to the next level, there will still be the those who do not believe in our promise. There will still be those who do not believe that we can move forward, but we have to be tenacious in our uh, walk, in our growth, in our pursuit of what God has for us. I'm fortunate to have with me today, Pastor Justin Ginevra. Pastor Ginevra uh, has been recently appointed the pastor of the Little Flock Church in Redwood City, California. Uh, is a graduate of the University of San Francisco and Norwich University with his master's degree and has some experience with our topic today. Pastor Ginevra, prior to your joining, um, I was talking about the powerful relationship that the prophet Elijah had with his mentee, Elisha, and how Elisha's tenacity and sticking with Elijah uh, benefited his ministry um, because he was willing to stay and be uh, mentored and, and sit at the feet of his mentor. Uh, you have had um, some very influential uh, mentors in your life about um, the mentor relationship that uh, you have um, with your mentor and how this formed uh, your uh, journey as a pastor. Yes, I would say my mentor has been uh, Pastor Gil O'Neill, who was the former pastor of Little Flock Church, also the founder. And my mentorship began when I was still in a car seat. 
And at the time, I did not really realize that I was being mentored until I became of age. I've heard this story more than ever now that people said that there was a, such a connection between you and the pastor at such a young age that you didn't even realize what he was doing. Sometimes mentorship is not always somebody that you select. Sometimes uh, you will be put in a place where you will be mentored by someone and you're not even realizing it until the time comes where you're like, oh, you are my mentor. I see how you're my mentor in so many ways. You know, not until really until I stepped into the shoes of being the interim pastor. I did not realize how I was being mentored all those years. So my experience with mentorship with him was that I learned so much about what it is to be a mentor and how to be receptive to mentorship. I think that point about um, being receptive uh, to mentorship is very important. Um, you're 27 years old, correct? Yes. And so when you talk about um, sort of being a mentor from the cradle, um, there um, are um, certain callings that we have in our life um, that we don't understand. I'm certain when Elijah appointed Elisha and he was just a young boy um, working um, for his parents that he did not know um, he could probably not see the calling on his own life. The calling on his life was exposed through mentorship and being dedicated and committed to that mentor um, until God was ready to elevate um, um, Elisha. I'm wondering um, if you can speak to um, timing and how timing plays a role uh, in mentorship. I believe that that mentorship, that he took time out with me during those years, that over time, the mentorship changed. In the beginning, it was more focused on mentorship for a child. And then as time went on, he began to mentor me as a teenager. And then when I became a man, then there was a whole nother a formula that he was mentoring me with. So, you know, when we are mentoring people or if we are a mentor, we need to understand that timing is key, that we cannot put everything on the person when you first begin to mentor them. For example, I believe if Pastor O'Neill told me that he was mentoring me to be the next pastor of the church at three, I wouldn't have been able to receive it like at 25. So I learned that timing is very important to mentorship, to mentoring someone, to knowing when to say, when not to say. And when I realized that I was being mentored for the position, I remember very clearly in my high school years, I was riding in the car with him. And I said to him, I said, you're Elijah and I'm Elisha. And he said, yes. I said, well, why have you never told me? He said, there's no need to tell you. The evidence was already there. So as a mentor, you know, or, be, or being mentored, you'll, you will eventually find out that you are being mentored for the position or for that role or to step into the shoes of your mentor. The mentee is to step into 
by just the way they treat you, by just what they say, by how they act, by they wanting you to know every ins and out of everything about the position that you're going to be taking. You eventually come to the realization that not only am I learning how to walk in the shoes, but I'm physically walking in the shoes of my mentor. Um, I was thinking about uh, the importance of knowing the right time to step forward. And I think um, when Elisha uh, asked um, his mentor to give him a double portion of his spirit, it wasn't so much from my perspective that he um, seen himself um, as uh, the, the next Elijah, but that he seen something in Elijah that he wanted to emulate. Um, and I think that um, mentorship is also around about not just what the person teaches you um, directly, um, but also um, what you learn from them um, by watching how they model themselves, how they carry themselves, how they prepare uh, for things. And um, in your relationship, particularly with your uh, mentor, how much of what you've seen him doing um, has influenced your, your current um, space of leadership? When you're being mentored, a lot of your questions are not going to be answered. And it's your, it is your role to make sure that you observe how your mentor deals with situations. And for me, that's how I pretty much learned in this role, how to listen to what he says, not only be physically present, but be mentally present like Elijah was. Elijah was not just physically present. He was mentally present. So there was a lot of time that Elijah had with Elisha. Do you think that, uh, and you actually you mentioned something um, very, um, very interesting around um, the, 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 so the time that um, Elisha spends with Elijah, um, we don't really know a lot about their relationship, but what we do know is that um, Elisha um, duplicates or emulates some of the things that he's seen his mentor do. And um, you've, you've um, been um, mentored by someone significantly older than you. And I think that when I talk to other people who um, are mentored by older people, a lot of times um, the way that they teach is not um, scripted or in a way that we are used to teaching. We learn um, by osmosis, by watching them, by seeing how they deal with things. And many times they cannot explain exactly how they do something, right? They cannot explain like, well, you know, first you do this, this is the step one, and then this is step two, because that's not how they were nurtured. Their expectation is that you observe um, and you watch. And I think that that's important, especially for young people who want to be mentored. Um, I, there's a, um, a gentleman um, who I'm thinking of who told me one time um, he was reflecting on a relationship that I have with a mentor. And he was like, man, I really want that. Like, how did you, that's just great to like sit at his feet and like just hear what he has to say. And, and I was explaining to him that it's actually not like that. 
Like, right. <laughs> there's not like a, okay, today I'm a son, I'm going to teach you how to preach. Like, it's really not like that. It right. is the time spent, right? Um, it is the time experiencing um, how he integrates himself in, in public spaces, how he interacts with people of power, how he interacts with people that have no power, right? It, it, it's really about um, observation because somebody can teach you and, and some of the worst teachers, right, are the people who teach you um, how to do something, but then they don't demonstrate it with their own behavior and their own practices, right? Like, so let me teach you how to be a good man, and then I'm going to go hit your mother, <laughs> right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, and so demonstration, to, to your point, is, is, is very important. I just did, I want to, I, I don't want to lose that, that point, because I think that we have some shared experience with um, the power of observation, and I want folks to know that um, Elisha is a great um, example. I want to just close by um, asking you, um, maybe there is somebody who is in their 20s or maybe even in their 30s, and they're sort of in that middle space where they are the Elisha. Um, and it's not necessarily that their Elijah is going to die or, or, or anything like that, but they're in that phase um, where um, maybe they're frustrated with um, sort of being in the middle. Maybe they're frustrated with um, what it, being um, mentored, but also wanting to do their own thing. What's your advice to people uh, who are kind of stuck um, and, and, and how do they get out of that? How do they stay um, committed uh, in the situation that they're in? Mentorship is not always positive. So because it's not always positive, we have to be willing to listen and to follow instructions. And that's the first advice that I want to give to a young person or one that is a mentee that is being mentored, is that you have to learn how to follow and listen to instructions. Do not feel that you're ready to walk into the shoes or carry the mantle until that person is no longer present in your life. Meaning that doesn't mean that they have to die. That doesn't mean that they have to become sick or incapacitated where they cannot be able to function. But then, you know, the mentor will know when the time has come, just like Elijah knew his time had came, that it was time for Elisha to take on the next role of the king. So that's what we have to look at is that it's very important for us to be willing to follow and to listen. And when we are present with our mentors, we need to be physically and mentally present. There were many days where I was physically present, but I was not mentally present. And I really regret that because I feel like there are so many things that I could have really learned about my mentor's personal experience in pastoring a church and starting a church and founding a church and building a church, you know, that I could have really been able to grasp from and use and apply for my life today. And now, because of the capacity of my mentor, he's not able to share with me as he once did in these yes. areas. And so I really regret, I really, really regret not being able to be mentally present. I heard what he said, but I didn't process it. I want to illuminate that point too, because um, your 
your your and it's not that like you have to objectify the person by like pulling out your notepad and being like wait what'd you say say that again um if if it's more um the 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 importance of taking mental notes and 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 not just listening but also um watching with your eyes so i appreciate that we're running out of time uh, and so I'm gonna give you one last um, one last moment to drop any advice or anything that you think that people should know with regard to mentorship and mentoring. My last point that I want to bring up is that mentorship will bring forth frustration. Don't become discouraged when you become frustrated by your mentor or something that they share with you, or they say to you, they do. The reason why you're going through that is because they're preparing you for the next level. And you have to be able to deal with conflict. And so the way that they demonstrated, the way my mentor demonstrated to me to try to share with me how to deal with conflict was that he put conflict on me to see how I was going to handle it. Do not dismiss the frustration that may come because that is what's going to get you to the next level and make you become the greater person at the end when it comes yeah. to becoming yourself a mentor for someone else. Right. Yeah. And I want to say too, that like not everybody's mentorship relationship is going to be the same. Like not everybody's going to have an Elisha, Elijah mentorship relationship. And there might not be any frustration because I know a lot of people say to me like, Oh, you know, I have a, a mentor, but you know, I talk to them, you know, once a month, some relationships, some mentorship relationships are going to be from afar. Um, some mentorship relationships are going to be very intense. Um, I believe that God ordains and that he sets up relationships that are critical to our purpose and they are, they're going to manifest in different ways. That's why observation is important because some lessons, as Pastor Ginevra points out, you're going to learn through intense conflict. But some of those aha moments are just going to be dropped in your lap subtly right you're not going to you're going to have to really be able to process um, and, and understand things i'm going to tell um, just a quick story as we we're closing about um, an experience that i had um, with my pastor um, when i um, began a, a mentorship relationship with him um, I used to just ask him a whole bunch of questions. Like I, we'd drive places and I'd just say, pastor, what about this? Or what do you think about this? And it was really um, fatiguing to him sometimes because I just had so many questions. Um, and so somebody had to tell me um, that um, he, um, you know, when you're with him, you don't have to be overwhelming. You don't have to ask a whole bunch of questions. And what I realized is um, I, once I started practicing like just being in the moment, like he would in initiate conversations, Like there would be things that I would be praying about or trying to better understand that he would just say without me needing to be like, hey, like, what do you think about this? Or tell me about this. Or give me a book recommendation. Like he would just, the, the spirit would reveal it to him. And so maybe um, your your relationship is not intense with your mentor. Maybe there's somebody that you don't see all the time. Maybe it's somebody that um, you, um, you you're not you're, you would like to be your mentor, and you've had sort of a verbal agreement, um, and they don't always, but they're not always present. 
when you ask God for mentorship, you can trust that he will provide for you uh, what it is that, that you need. Elisha was fully equipped to do what God called him to do. And what he learned from Elijah often was through osmosis. He learned from watching, he learned through observing, and he learned most of all because he was willing to stick to it. Pastor Ginevra, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to be with me and um, uh, we will um, list how you um, the, the listeners can connect with Pastor Ginevra and his church um, in the notes. Thank you, Pastor, for being with me. Thank you. Thank you, Martin. Uh, have a great day. God bless you. Bye-bye. Hey, y'all. I want to thank you for taking the time to join me today. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Pastor Ginevra. Um, if you want to learn more about his church, you can follow him on all social media at Little Flock Kojic. Uh, please be sure to share this episode, especially with young people who um, might be uh navigating mentorship, looking for a mentor, trying to understand what mentorship is all about. Also, I would encourage you to share um, and listen to my podcast on about 11 platforms. You can go to my website, dominiquebomonte.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Again, thank you for joining me and have a blessed week.